Good morning, and welcome to Monday Mornings. With Maddie and Morgan. I'm Maddie. And I'm Morgan. Good morning! Good morning, sunshine! (laughs) How are you? I'm lovely. We are actually recording on a morning. I know, it's rare for us. (laughs) Feels weird, but... I got coffee in my Monday morning's mug. Oh, yeah. We need to get order so many of those and just, like, hand them out to people. Oh, yeah, if <laughs> you want friends, one. Tell your friends, tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. How's your week? My week's been pretty good. Haven't had much to do, really. That's always really. nice. Yeah, I know you had a pretty <laughs> chaotic yeah, kind of interesting situation at work this week, and it was, it's over now. It all ended yesterday, so <laughs> I'm <was> very grateful. <laughs> I was like, I cannot do... Long story short, there was a dog, and we returned it to its owner yesterday. <laughs> She's very the dog cute. was cute, but in the way. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Cute, <laughs> but could be hit by an airplane. No, we don't want that. <laughs> no. But now she's safe and sound at her house with her dog siblings. So. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Maddie, what are we talking about this week? Bears. 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 <laughs> I'm so excited. I am so I- excited to hear all about all the bears. <laughs> The thing about this episode is I could have, we could have an entire series about bears. Like, oh, an yeah. entire podcast show about bears. Which so there should be. I think I kind of, like, got the synopsis <laughs> down for a normal podcast episode, but I'll explain more later, but... <laughs> <laughs> I tried to not go on too many rants. Gotcha. <laughs> But yeah, we love bears. Oh, yeah. And the whole purpose of this episode was like, oh, I, we haven't had an animal episode yet. And we have. We had a spider episode. <laughs> oh, oh, true. I guess I, I don't count them as an animal. Fine. But... Okay. <laughs> I also but, forgot yeah. that, so. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> well, it's fine. Whoops. Now we have a bear episode to add to it. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, well, I guess we can get things started here. Sounds good. So, what are bears? (laughs) Big. (laughs) Yep. All right, so hopefully most of us know what a bear is, just in general. (laughs) We'll go through the basics anyway to get us started. (laughs) The evolution of bears as we know them today started around 30 million years ago. Oh. Yeah. Way back. They old. Their ancestors evolved into a family of small mammals known as the myocids. Mm. The bears, small bears, and canines all developed from the myocids. So dogs oh. and like small bears also developed from that same category. And some of the canine species originally resem- resembled bears. And we referred to them as bear dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, there are still some dogs that are big bears, so I get it. Oh my it. gosh, totally. What are they, like Newfoundlands that look yes. like bears? They're so oh, cute. Yeah. 
or even like Samoyeds and stuff. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Cuties. But berries as we know them today are mammals, obviously, and they belong to the family Ursidae. Ooh. And they fall under the classification of caniforms or dog-like carnivores. So they are closely related to dogs, which actually I didn't realize. <laughs> huh. I feel like I learned that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just never thought about it. Right. I guess the more I think about it now, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, it's not something that I had really thought about previously. Mm. But that's what this podcast is for. For yeah. learning things. <laughs> <laughs> Bears can vary wildly in size. For example, the sun bear is roughly four feet long and about 60 pounds, while the polar bear can be up to eight feet long and around 1,000 pounds. So So there's that. (laughs) I want a sun bear. They're so cute. They're actually, we'll talk about it later, but they're pretty funny looking. (laughs) Most are they, of these bears are they, pretty funny looking. Oh, yeah, if you, like, actually look at them. They got long noses. Yeah. I wish koalas were considered actual bears, but they're not. Are pandas? Pandas are, yeah. Oh, okay. I know. Because I was thinking of all the different bears from when we used to go, black bears and brown bears and panda bears. <laughs> <laughs> and there's even more than that. I, can tell I you know. That. Okay, yeah, go. Okay. <laughs> Bears are found throughout North America, South America, Europe, and Asia, so pretty much all over the world. Hmm. They have large bodies, stocky legs, long snouts, small, adorable rounded ears, <laughs> shaggy hair, claws that are non-retractable, Ooh. short tails, and they have an excellent sense of smell, and they also have color vision, which I didn't know. And that's kind of rare in the animal world. Wow. So they don't have great eyesight, but they do have color vision. So (laughs) trade-offs, I guess. (laughs) Always something with animals' eyes. Like with spiders, they had so many, but bad vision. Right. I'm like, why can't you just have a couple good ones? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Evolution kind of screwed you there, but... (laughs) Yeah. So, despite the very awkward body of bears, <laughs> they are great runners, swimmers, and climbers. Woo. Males can be 20 to 60% larger than their female counterparts. And in the animal kingdom, we call this sexual dimorphism when the female and the male look different physically. Like birds. Exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which are real. <laughs> right. Like robot birds. <laughs> you, If you didn't listen to the last episode, you're going to be a little confused by that reference. <laughs> so they are typically solitary, with the exception of mating season, obviously, and mothers with cubs. They use caves and logs as dens, or they can dig dens in the snow. Mostly polar bears, and not every type of bear lives places up there's snow, so... Yeah. On average, they live up to 25 years in the wild and 50 in captivity, which is a little shocking. <laughs> Wait, how many years in the wild? 25. Oh, wow. And 50 in captivity. So, obviously, once you have a bear in captivity, it, all the environmental factors that could hurt that bear are gone. <laughs> but Yeah, and it has, like, a constant source of food. <laughs> exactly. So 
That's I feel like that's still a little bit shocking because it literally doubles their lifespan. <laughs> yeah, you'd think it would only like I don't know. You expect it to increase their lifespan, but I it was a little I didn't realize it was that much. Yeah, you expect it to only be like five, ten, fifteen years or so, not like that drastic, but right. <laughs> All bears are technically omnivores, although each species obviously has diet preferences based on their habitat and geographical location. For example, pandas eat mostly bamboo. Yeah. But they would obviously be omnivores if the opportunistic omnivores is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) If the opportunity arose. If someone gives them some fish. (laughs) (laughs) so this is the part where i was gonna talk about all the depictions of bears in folklore and legends and then bring it back to the prolific presence of bears in pop culture Mm. but as i was researching i discovered that pretty much every indigenous culture in places that have coexisted with bears ever has tons of folklore surrounding them (laughs) Oh, yeah. Which makes sense, because in, all, like, most of these places, they are the biggest predator. Yeah. Or mammal, really. Yeah, but, definitely. So looking at all this folklore was a little bit overwhelming, so I decided there's enough to do pretty much an entire podcast about that. And yeah. I know you all <laughs> don't want to be listening to this episode for three hours, so I'm going to leave that out. But... <laughs> I am going to ask you what your favorite, like, pop culture bear is. <laughs> oh, um. Oh, my God. What's his name? <laughs> it's that corduroy bear? Or no, no, not that one. Paddington bear? Paddington bear. He was very cute. His little hat. <laughs> yeah, I had a Paddington bear, and I really liked his little pea coat or, like, raincoat oh. that he wears. He is quite adorable. That, and then there is the bear from that one laundry company. Hmm. I don't remember his name, but I had him as a stuffed bear. Not sure why, but... A laundry company? (laughs) Yeah, it was some... Like, if you watch the commercial, there's, like, a white bear in it. (laughs) Oh, is it uh, the... What is it, like, the fabric softener bear? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember what nub, brand it is. Nub but user I, or something. You have one of those, yeah. But then also, like, I don't know if you went to birthday parties at Build a Bear. Of course I did. That was like the most fire thing. Oh my gosh. I had so many Build a Bears. <laughs> Same. I recently... I'm sure some of them are still at my parents' house. Oh, yeah. A few years ago, I found like a Build a Bear shirt in the basement and I put it on my cat. Oh my God. She didn't like it. <laughs> uh, side note, I put a harness on my cats this week. Yes. And they wanted to, I was afraid they would murder me in my sleep. <laughs> yeah, you so gotta like happy. harness train them like really, really early. Otherwise, they just kind going of... to do, and then I didn't, which is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, they just kind of fall over because they don't know what to do. <laughs> It was also cold, so, like, Tyler brought Rosie outside, and she just screamed. (laughs) (laughs) I could hear her through the sliding door. She was just screaming. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, my favorite pop culture bear is Smokey Bear. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how I forgot about him. I, we were just talking about him. <laughs> I also do love Pooh Bear. Oh, yeah. I like him because he doesn't wear pants. One bear I don't like is the Rev- the bear from The Revenant. Oh, I haven't seen that, but yeah. I, I don't think I'd like that bear. No, because, I mean, no bears are like that. <laughs> I really like the bear that did a lot of cocaine. Oh, Cocaine Bear. I forgot to include him in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but they're making a movie about him. We should do a whole episode on Cocaine Bear because I don't know much about the story, but it's really funny from what I've seen. So I'm going to just read <laughs> a quick synopsis of this story. If any of you haven't heard about Cocaine Bear, they're making a movie about it that's going to come out in 2022. (laughs) But sometime in November of 1985, a black bear living in the Chattahoochee National Forest in northern Georgia stumbled upon a duffel bag containing about 75 pounds of 95% pure cocaine. (laughs) The bear, which only weighed about 175 pounds itself, so like a human... (laughs) ate some of the cocaine and died within about 20 minutes, scarcely enough time to make any grandiose cocaine bear plans. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, obviously it's sad that he died, but just the idea of a bear on cocaine cracks me up. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I hope he had a really fun time for those 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for those 20 minutes. That's so much cocaine. 70... <laughs> Oh, yeah, seventy-five pounds. I guess he only ate some of it, but <laughs> don't leave your cocaine duffel bags in the woods, people. A bear might find it and die. Just gonna create a race of cocaine bears. <laughs> Protect your bad. wildlife, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Protect your wildlife. Keep your drugs to yourself. <laughs> But now, if any of you didn't know about Cocaine Bear, now you know. <laughs> Yay! And uh, everything I've read about the movie that's coming out so far is like, yeah, don't bother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, as we know, there are bears all over pop culture, all over folklore. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. So, there are actually only eight species of bears that exist in the world today. Eight. Yeah, I I expected there to be more than that, actually. Yeah. Although there are subspecies, but there's eight species overall. Interesting. So first, you have the American black bear, and that's the bear that we have here in New England. But American black bears are also found in North America, including 32 U.S. states, Every Canadian province except for Prince Edward Island and northern Mexico. There are also brown color phases of American black bears, which are often confused with brown bears for obvious reasons. (laughs) Because they're brown. But they're a lot smaller than a brown bear would be. And they do, like, looking at them side by side, you can tell the difference. But obviously, if you get a glimpse of a bear (laughs) that's brown, you're going to assume it's a brown bear. (laughs) But if you see a brown bear in New England, is it 
just probably a black bear. Yeah, it's a black bear. Just a brown color morph. Gotcha. There was another color morph that was they referred to as cinnamon. Oh. <laughs> I don't see how that isn't brown. <laughs> so. Is it just like a little bit more red? Maybe. <laughs> it's like the red um, golden retrievers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next, we have the brown bear or the grizzly bear, which is found across Eurasia, North America. Another subspecies of it that's specific to Alaska is the Kodiak bear. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's basically um, like a grizzly. I have only because of Kodiak cakes. Oh, true. Protein <laughs> <make> delicious products. <laughs> yeah, they're actually really good, and I usually don't like tout any like promote any products like that that is like oh we have extra protein but those actually do taste good their freezer (laughs) waffles are dank oh yeah (laughs) so good (laughs) they absorb syrup perfectly that's true (laughs) anyway (laughs) moving on next we have in my opinion the most adorable bear of the bear kingdom which is the panda bear or the giant panda which is native to south central china and then we have the Asian black bear, a.k.a. the moon bear, a.k.a. the white-chested bear, <laughs> which is also native to Asia. <laughs> and next is the sloth bear, which is native to India. And I'm going to have you look up the sloth bear right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm giggling because this is the weirdest looking bear I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh, why is he so lumpy? So cute, so ugly, so shaggy. I want to hug it. Oh my god, Uh, this one with little babies on her back. This is like, I see a picture of a stuffed one and I don't like it, but the alive ones are like, all right. They have hilarious haircuts. And their little naked faces. <laughs> yeah, like their face is naked and then they got like some parts that are really long and then this bear <laughs> does look more like a scruffed up dog. Yeah. It just <laughs> I don't think I had ever seen a sloth bear before I started researching for this. Oh, and I looked wow. it up and I just audibly burst out laughing. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> Oh my I god, Baloo from the Jungle Book is a sloth bear. Really? Yes. Interesting. The more you know. But the live-action Baloo doesn't look like a sloth bear, so... You know who plays the live-action Baloo? No. Our good pal, Bill Murray. <gasps> Beautiful. But anyway, I just thought you should see that. You might <laughs> want to leave this up, because some of the others are uh, pretty funny looking as well. <laughs> Next, we have the spectacled bear, aka the and aka the Andean bear, the Andean short-faced bear, or the mountain bear, <laughs> <laughs> found exclusively in the Andes Mountains of South America, and they're quite adorable. They look like they have little glasses on. <laughs> oh my god, they look like a badger. Yeah, they do. They're kind of funny looking, but they're I like them. I think they're cute. 
Oh my goodness, they're adorable. They're little spectacles. <laughs> <laughs> Next we have the sun bear, which is also, in my opinion, but ugly. <laughs> oh wow. Native to Southeast Asia. <laughs> and that's the smallest bear out of the eight species. Why is its tongue so long? It reminds me of like an anteater or something. Like that. I was gonna say cow, but it's even it's literally an anteater tongue. Stop. Their eyes creep me out. This picture is titled "The Sun Bear Is Just Like You and Me." Is it though? <laughs> its tongue is like a foot long. I love how on like you know on the Google other suggestions bar underneath it always says cute. For these, so like sun bear, cute, spectacle bear, cute, because <laughs> some like, of them are so not cute. <laughs> like you should have put the cute pictures on here, because these ain't cute. Their eyes are really creepy. Yeah, they look really sad. <laughs> They're all really cute as babies. <laughs> Do you see the one <laughs> where it's standing up? Yes. He looks like he wants to fight. <laughs> He's like, hey. <laughs> but anyway, and our last bear is the polar bear. Native polar to bear. the Arctic circle. Obviously the largest bear. I'm going to look at the polar bear. <laughs> polar bear cute. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, six out of the eight species of bears are on the IUCN red list listed as threatened or vulnerable. With the two exceptions being the American black bear and the brown bear. And if you don't know, the International Union for Conservation of Nature, which is the IUCN, Mm -hmm. has the red list, which specifies threatened and endangered endangered species. And it was founded in 1964, and it's the world's most comprehensive inventory of the global conservation status of pretty much all biological species that are known. Yeah. Yep. It's quite helpful. These polar bears are so good looking. (laughs) If you were to be a bear, what kind of bear would you want to be? Oh my god. Probably a panda bear. True. They're so cute and they just roll around. Yeah. I love the videos of them rolling down hills in the snow. Do you remember that video of the panda that sneezed or like the baby sneezed and it scared the other panda yeah (laughs) they made like a meme out of it it was so cute like fell over they're so cute oh i think i'd probably be i don't know probably a grizzly because people would be afraid of me Kodiak cake. Yep. <laughs> Kodiak bear. Kodiak cake. I would want to be that bear specifically that they modeled. Oh, yeah. I want to be that bear, but I want to be that bear that hands out pancakes. Yes. Pancake bear. Yes. No, I would want to be cocaine bear. Yes. <laughs> or honey bear. Pooh bear. Pooh bear. Anyway, now we're going to talk about hibernation. And the associated drama. Mm. Yep. During winter, when food is scarce, most bears obviously have an effective survival solution. Hibernation. 
a physical state in which their heart rate, body temperature, metabolism, and respiration all is lowered. Grizzly bears and black bears can go for 100 days or so without eating, drinking, urinating, or defecating, which is a lot of days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They live off a layer of fat that they build up during the summer and fall, and female bears rouse during hibernation in their dens to give birth to up to four cubs, which that's an interesting fact is that they actually do give birth during hibernation and then feed their young and continue to hibernate until the spring and the babies hibernate too mm-hmm. and they oh. grow so then after a couple months they're strong enough to leave the den with their mother cute yeah i don't know why that, that reminded me of kangaroos because <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a pouch <laughs> yeah it's like okay now you're born now you're gonna come sit with me for a while right I did, in college, have the opportunity to cuddle a bear cub Mm. in my sweatshirt, (laughs) reading biological sampling of the mother, and there was, she had three babies, but obviously, she she basically lays on top of them without squishing them, but her body heat keeps them warm, and so when you pull her out, you obviously have to take the babies out, because they're going to freeze. Yeah. I got to hold one in my sweatshirt. Keep him warm. And it was really hard to take him out because he was asleep. Oh. You should have kept him forever. (laughs) Just sneak away. (laughs) Where'd Mary go? I don't know. (laughs) Where'd the other bear go? Our house with a bear. (laughs) Guys, we got a new pet. Um... Local student arrested for stealing bear cub. Yeah, that might make it hard for you to get a job later on. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> I have a federal wildlife charge <laughs> warrant out for my to, arrest. <laughs> tries to work in wildlife after kidnapping a bear. <laughs> that would go over well. Nah. Anyway. Giant pandas don't hibernate. Hmm. Which is partially why you see those adorable videos of them playing in the snow. True. Oh. Yeah. They usually only give birth to one cub, too, so it's not like they have a whole crew of cubs to take care of. Yeah. But like I said, after a couple months, the bear cubs in the den are strong enough to follow their mother out, except for sloth bears, like you saw. The sloth bear cubs just ride on their mom's back. (laughs) (laughs) It was cute, though. Yes. So, there has been a little bit of drama in the past years about whether or not bears are true hibernators. Yeah, I remember that from our uh, Bears Beats Ben and Jerry's episode. Yeah. You said that bears aren't actually true hibernators. I know, I'm about to be sad. (laughs) Cool. So, mammals that are considered true or deep hibernators, such as chipmunks and ground squirrels and that kind of thing, experience a very drastic decrease in their body temperature when they hibernate. Mm-hmm. However, bears don't. Bears do still experience a change in body temperature, but it's not quite as drastic. Mm. Which is actually kind of a survival adaptation because it allows them to react to danger faster. Gotcha. Then hibernators who bought whose body temperatures 
might be wicked low, and then ha- then they have to warm up before they can move quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Which, obviously, if something's trying to eat you, that's less than ideal. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. now, instead of claiming that bears aren't true hibernators, many scientists now consider them to be super hibernators. <laughs> oh. So, due to the highly ins- insulated pelts of bears, have you ever seen a bear pelt or, like, touched it? Mm, probably not. They're thick. <laughs> <laughs> like, even without the fat layer. It's okay. like, which is why, like, a long time ago, people used to wear, like, bear coats to keep them warm because. Yeah. Thick. <laughs> Makes sense. Cause I've touched, like, rabbit pelts and stuff, and those are, like, really thin. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of just, uh, my mind was that all fur was that way for unknown reasons, but. <laughs> Well, now you know. <laughs> so bears also have a lower surface area to mass ratio because they're chunks mm-hmm. than smaller hibernators. So their body heat is lost slower, which allows them to cut their me- metabolic rate drastically without an extreme drop in body temperature. Because typically during hibernation, those things kind of drop in at a similar rate. Yeah. During hibernation, their respiration and heart rate also decrease. But mammals that experience lower body temperatures, such as chipmunks, must awaken every few days to raise their body temperature, move around, urinate, and eat. So, (laughs) but like I said before, bears don't tend to not eat, drink, defecate, or urinate at all while they're hibernating. Yeah. So bears lose fat and may actually increase lean body mass while hibernating. So, long story short, I think I'd like to be a bear. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you just get to bear. sleep and lose body fat and increase your <laughs> lean body mass. <laughs> I know. I mean, and also like not having to pee for like over a hundred days. What a life. Sounds really good to me. Except the squirrels... you don't think it's birth in there, which is a bummer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd veto that part. <laughs> oh, there is something I didn't include that I might, I'm going to include right now because it's cool. It's one of my favorite bear facts. Um, bears, like some other animals, can also participate in delayed implantation of Ooh. an egg into their uterus. So... If they're in poor body condition or in if they're in an environment that's not conducive to them carrying a baby, mm-hmm. they just don't implant the egg or they delay the implantation until they're in better body condition and better or better or a better environment. Damn. Isn't that cool? <laughs> that's really cool. I remember when we were reading about spiders, there were spiders that could do that, but they would just like discard it if they didn't like the person they just mated or the spider they just mated with i love that (laughs) they were like "Mm, i don't want your kid Mm, you're gross (laughs) (laughs) but full disclosure so the fact that bears weren't considered true hibernators has pretty much always been one of my favorite wildlife facts Mm -hmm. and like you said i mentioned it in a previous episode 
Mm-hmm. So I was a little bit sad when I was reading about how that's not really true anymore. <laughs> yeah. I felt knocked down a couple pegs. I was like, what? Because <laughs> that's been my favorite wildlife fact for like, like since I was a kid. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Best and worst part about science is it's always changing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyway, don't disregard what I said in whatever episode that was. <laughs> yeah. But now I have a little section kind of about human and bear conflict, etc., etc. Oh, Jesus. All right. So should be should we be afraid of bears? Maybe. The short answer is no. (laughs) Make sure you're aware of your surroundings, which pretty much, that just pretty much rings true to every life situation ever. Yeah. It's not rocket science. (laughs) Don't be dumb. (laughs) The long answer is attacks are extremely rare and excessive warnings about them create unnecessary fear. Attacks tend to be for predatory, territorial, or protective reasons. So, not to victim blame, but if you've read some of these bear attack stories, there's often some sort of provoking on the bear that entices an attack. It's very rare that an attack just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, for some stats, there were 664 bear attacks on people globally between 2000 and 2015. So... Over 15 years, that's not oh, well. bad. There are about only 40 bear attacks around the world per year. Which, compared to other causes of death, that's like nothing. <laughs> yeah. There were 23 fatal black bear attacks in the U.S. between 2000 and 2016. Mm-hmm. So 23 attacks over 16 years. It's really not something to worry about. No. There were 22 human bear incidents in Yosemite National Park in 2019. Mm. And Yosemite and Yellowstone tend to have the highest number of bear incidences just because you're able to get so close to wildlife. Yeah. And people are stupid. Yeah. Don't feed them. Don't even go close to them. Just like any, any wildlife. We talked about this before, but... It's like my pet peeve, so I tried to keep it relatively (laughs) unbiased, but I get really heated. (laughs) Well, it's also, like, it's important to know, like, one, you should, like, you should understand in general that you shouldn't go near a bear because it easily has the capability of hurting you. It's probably not going to, but, like, just stay away. Any wildlife has the capability of hurting you, pretty much. Yeah. Like even even like mice carry diseases. So yeah. Just don't just Believe leave it alone. <laughs> the diseases you can get from just touching wildlife, don't do it. <laughs> like <laughs> Oh yeah. Maybe we can do an episode sometime about zoonotic diseases. That might be fun. Oh my god, that might be like a five parter because I will go deep. <laughs> Same. I have so many <laughs> so many in my head. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) there haven't been any fatal bear attacks in Glacier National Park since 1998. Hmm. There are only four fatal bear attacks in Ontario, Canada in the last 100 years. Damn, Canada. And Ontario has a lot of bears, so. (laughs) 
Well, Canadians are nice, so they're probably nice to the bears, too. Probably. <laughs> On average, lions kill 200 pe- 250 people every year in Africa. Ooh. So, compared to bears, that's a lot more. Yeah. And that's still not that many in the grand scheme of things. Obviously, it's not great. <laughs> we don't want anybody to be killed by wildlife. But... No. But also, and don't for, go near it. <laughs> for perspective, mosquitoes kill 750,000 people every year. Yeah. Honestly, fuck mosquitoes. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> so much. <laughs> it's the worst part of, like, because it's getting warm, like, literally today here. And it's the worst part about that, like, knowing spring and summer are coming is that, like, it's going to be warm for a few days and then the bugs. Yep. I'm, like, totally a person that's, like, everything has its ecological niche. It's important that everything's, like, like biodiversity exists and whatever. Yeah. But when it comes to mosquitoes and ticks, all that shit goes out the window. <laughs> yeah, like, get I get rid of them all. <laughs> food for other things, but, like, get out. I hate Ugh. ticks and mosquitoes. They're literally trash. Anyway, I agree. <laughs> Specifically in national parks, many warnings, like, on warning signs and stuff, mm-hmm. are written by attorneys that are obviously mostly concerned about liability. Mm. So... The warnings are often excessive and too general to actually be educational. Yeah. And they also, in the U.S. anyway, typically don't distinguish between black and grizzly bears. So, like, you could see something up this way about, like, stats or bear attacks or whatever. And they might have nothing to do with the bears that actually live in your area. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, so just keep that in mind. Take everything with a grain of salt. But the majority of the imagery that we see in media, movies, cartoons, etc. that concerns bears kind of paints them as a monster that will, like, stalk and attack you, which is not true. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So my answer, like, like I said before, for should we be afraid of them is no. Just don't be dumb. Yeah. And know, like, what kind of bears are in the area. and Make yourself known if you're in the woods. Yep. Don't sneak up on a bear. God, no. <laughs> Don't get between a bear and its cub. No. You know the deal. It's all yeah. common sense. Don't touch animal babies. Right. Even more so than don't touch animals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it all goes together. <laughs> so now I'm just going to go through threats to bears oh as with all wildlife the biggest threat to bears is humans mm-hmm. specifically in the forms of habitat loss and anthropogenic slash i mean also known as human caused climate change yep as humans and sub- subsequent development continues to expand further and further into natural areas the less habitat there is for bears to roam obviously that yeah. goes for all wildlife but the more likely it is that they're going to start roaming into neighborhoods, down roads, whatever, etc. At Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) 
plus with an increase in humans encroaching into bear territory. It also provides new abundant food sources for bears, also known as landfills, dumpsters, trash cans. You know the deal. Livestock. <laughs> bears Ash. love landfills. Oh, I bet. It's like a food heaven for them. There's so many options. <laughs> yep. Especially, which I know in New England anyway, most of the landfills are in pretty remote areas. Yeah. <laughs> so there's already bears there. They're <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, a buffet. <laughs> Literally, they're like, oh, all you can eat buffet. Great. <laughs> and as we know, I always bring it back to this. As we know, climate change is a huge problem for wildlife. Mm-hmm. Polar bears are pretty much the poster child for melting ice caps and climate change, but it does affect other bears by messing with their hibernation patterns, which ultimately leads them to either A, not being able to hibernate, or B, waking up from hibernation before food sources are available, which can result in them starving. Mm. I know. Obviously, it's a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. But we won't get too far into it. <laughs> it makes me sad. Me too. Oh. But just real quick, little anecdote with the whole bears encroaching on humans. Sure. <laughs> Remember when we used to watch Human Planet? Yeah. There was an episode about... So Human Planet, for anybody who doesn't know, is kind of like planet Earth, but they follow, like people that live in certain regions so like indigenous people so they talk to a lot of um inuits and other people who live in like the arctic circle whatever but they show a few towns in alaska that like around halloween time they had to like (laughs) tranquilize a polar bear that was like out and about in town (laughs) he's just trying to go trick-or-treating they were like, yeah, this is a little dangerous for the local kids, so we're going to um, sedate it and bring it back to a better place. <laughs> I do have to say, grizzly bears always get a bad rap for being, quote, violent, mm-hmm. but polar bears. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I would not the go near a polar bear. Whew. Like I said before, don't be stupid. But Oh, Yeah. A polar bear attack is going to hurt you a lot more than any other bear attack. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I feel like you're destined to die if you go near a polar bear. Well, and like I said before, they can be eight feet tall and up to a thousand pounds. Yeah, that can just, like, slap you and you're dead. (laughs) Just whack you into the water. (laughs) Bah! (laughs) Yeah. I love human, human planet. It's so good. I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore, but everybody should watch it. I hope it is. Now I want to watch it tonight. (laughs) Yeah, I really love the, um, like, Arctic episode. They show, like, that part in Alaska where, like, the sea freezes, basically, and you can, like, essentially walk over to Russia. (laughs) Yeah, it's so cool. (laughs) But, like, you can't. (laughs) To wrap things up for this episode, I'm going to give you all some tips for helping to reduce human-bear conflict. Yay! In your area, neighborhood, whatever. I'm sure most of you live in areas that have bears. Yeah, if you live in New England. Yeah, really if you live in most of the U.S. People freak out all over, like, the Facebook groups and stuff the second that somebody sees a bear. And I'm like, 
Well, yeah, like, there's lots of woods. <laughs> In Vermont, we have Front Porch Forum, which is like, kind of like the next door app or anything like that. Yeah. And <laughs> people will see, like, a fox running down, like, the woods in the woods or whatever and they'll put it on front porch for them (laughs) i'm like we live in vermont of course there's a fox out there there." is one in my neighborhood's facebook page it was literally a picture of a fox like pooping on somebody's grass and it was like this neighborhood dog doesn't pick up after himself ha 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 (laughs) i love the wildlife sightings on there crack me up because it's like bobcat seen in the woods between here and here well yeah it probably lives there (laughs) they live in the woods right (laughs) it just cracks me up like nothing else oh yeah so our tips for helping to reduce human bear conflict and if you want more information on any of these things pretty much in the u.s anyway Pretty much any state fish and wildlife website has usually a whole page about this. Oh, yeah. Keep your chickens and honeybees and other livestock secure with an electric fence or other bear-proof enclosure. So, not to go off on an anecdote right away on this (laughs) list, but a couple years ago, so not, I guess it was two Januarys ago. Mm-hmm. For work, I went to the Vermont Farm Show because that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> <Vermont>. <laughs> of course. And basically, my task there was to just walk around and talk to people about if they had been having any wildlife issues and yeah. then give them my card. You know the deal. Yeah. And the number one thing I heard was bears. Huh. Which, so this is specific to New England, but. The black bear population has been, like, drastically increasing. Oh, great. Yep. So, more bears (laughs) equals less food for bears to eat because there's Mm -hmm. other bears eating it. And I don't know how it is in other New England states, but bear hunting in Vermont has gone down a lot. Oh. So, there's not really any sort of control on bears. So, I was talking to the sheep farmer who said that she had a huge herd of sheep, full electric fence around them, and the bear would hop the electric fence, <gasps> steal her sheep, drag them away, and just like... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> but I just thought it was interesting because we, we get calls about bears in parks. Yeah. But it's pretty rare that we hear about stuff like that with because usually there's enough food resources that they don't need to be stealing livestock. <laughs> yeah. But it was just a good example of how the population is increasing and it kind of pushes bears out to other food resources that they wouldn't normally go after. But Yeah. And like I said before, they are pretty opportunistic, so... If you do have chickens that are just out in the open without a fence or anything, there's a good chance one of them's <laughs> going to go missing, whether it's from a bear or, or any other wildlife, really. <laughs> yeah, coyotes and foxes will get them real quick. And it is true that bears do love honey. Damn. <laughs> yeah, so they will tip over your <laughs> your honeybee enclosures, hives, I guess. 
steal the honeycomb out of them. <laughs> Which is a bummer for a beekeeper because they're expensive. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, bro, we're trying to save the bees. Stop this. <laughs> but Yeah, the, I also talked to some um, beekeepers. And that had been their number one issue as well, <laughs> which was kind of surprising. Hmm. I mean, maybe it wasn't surprising, but I just had never heard about that. So, <laughs> yep. So protect your livestock. Yeah. Never feed bears deliberately no. or accidentally, mm. which we know. Never feed wildlife. We've been over it a million times. I'm not going to talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> they can find their own food. Feed your pets indoors, which also goes along with don't feed wildlife. Yeah. Feed your birds from December to March only. Hmm. If you don't want bears to come steal your bird feeders. <laughs> Gonna have to tell my coworker about that. She loves her bird feeder. Hi, Mom. I know you're listening, and I know you don't take down your bird feeders. But <laughs> I don't think you have bears in your neighborhood, so. Yeah, <laughs> but don't might- come calling. If you do have a bear, a bear that steals your bird feeder, because we've talked about this. <laughs> nah, don't call. I'll take a video of it, because I want to see it. Thank you very I much. Want to see him. <laughs> <laughs> Store your trash in a secure place. Trash cans mm. alone are not enough. Don't take your trash out, like, a day early. <laughs> yeah. It needs to stay pretty much in a building until you take it out. Or, like, um, in a locked dumpster. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I've seen Compost, those. Compost, fruit trees, and beehives are all par- powerful bee attractants. Bee attractants. Bear attractants. <laughs> also bee attractants. Also bee attractants. <laughs> beehives are powerful bee attractants. Usually, yeah. As are vegetable and flower gardens. So this is less of a big deal as livestock, but it is helpful to enclose them either with just strong fencing or electric fencing. Mm-hmm. Don't put fish meat or fruit into your compost. Mm. Lose, use lime to reduce odors. A lot of places have rules against putting mish. Mish. I can't speak today. Oh my god. <laughs> mish. Mish. <laughs> A lot of places have rules against putting meat or fish into your compost. It kind of yeah. depends on the area, but. Normally, I don't see fruit as being a huge problem unless you, like, are putting fruit from fruit trees into your compost and there's, like, a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, but strawberry if stems and apple cores, I feel like, right. are okay. <laughs> Obviously, this is all different if you live in an area that has a, an especially large bear population. Yeah. Then you're you might need to be a little bit more cautious, but... Avoid the use of outdoor refrigerators and freezers. Again, something I didn't know existed. <laughs> True. There's a law. <laughs> yeah, and I like I still don't get it. Why are I like I can't remember what state that was, but <laughs> No, but I was like, why I think it was Pennsylvania or something. You're not allowed to sleep on top of an outdoor refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, or dogs aren't allowed to sleep on top of outdoor refrigerators. Something. I don't know. <laughs> like we said, the bottom line is you just want to try and remove or minimize anything that could attract bears to your property. Mm. Minimize meaning like put up fences, whatever. Put your trash in a locked container, whether that's a dumpster or building. Yeah. 
for being super like awkwardly shaped creatures they're really good at getting into stuff <laughs> so <laughs> they just like slither right in <laughs> yeah so that's pretty much it it Ooh. also helps like a lot of places do have like programs set up to help people get their trash and everything bear proof yeah or like even with businesses and stuff just to make sure everybody has locking dumpsters and Mm. all that jazz so that's also a cool thing to get involved with if your community has anything like that yeah i remember that was a issue in vermont over the summer because (laughs) vermont started doing was it statewide composting yes (laughs) and that was on my number so obviously i'm into i'm supportive of composting but vermont like i said in recent summers has had a lot of human bear conflict issues and they just kind of keep seem to keep going up and the way the law was written just kind of seemed to not take that into account (laughs) yeah which is like if you know anything about being in vermont you like what like it's it just doesn't make sense even to me with like my limited knowledge of <laughs> wildlife <laughs> so far it seems to not be creating a huge issue but mm. we'll see last year was only the first summer of it so mm. yeah anyway that's pretty much it for bears wow i hope you learned something i definitely did I do too. Bears now. (laughs) (laughs) I still love bears, maybe even more. (laughs) I still just want to be a bear. It's fine. They really live the best life. They do. Just rolling around. I want to be a panda. Same. So happy. I just want to build a panda a snowman so it can roll through it. (laughs) Yes. There's so many cute videos of that. (laughs) online (laughs) stay tuned next monday and every monday for new episodes you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you like to listen we're on instagram at monday mornings pod on twitter at monday mornings p and we have a facebook page if you have questions or topics that you'd like to have covered in a future episode you can also email us at monday mornings pod at gmail.com if you enjoyed this episode please rate and review us on itunes And tell your friends. Yeah. And tell them to give us ratings and reviews. We just want people to be able to find us. Yeah. (laughs) I know, like, rating literally takes two seconds. I don't even care if you write us a review. (laughs) Yeah. I know my friend tried, but it wouldn't let her. So. (laughs) If you do leave us a review, I'd like to know if you were a bear, what kind of bear you would be. Yeah. So, hit up our reviews. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and send us your pet pics. We love them. Oh, yes. I am really enjoying that. And thank you to everybody who has sent them. <laughs> Shout out to my partner, Tyler, who sent me pictures of my own cats. <laughs> <laughs> but on this this past week's one. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not really what I meant, but okay. <laughs> At least he's supportive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, as always, start your Monday mornings the right way with Maddie and Morgan. Woo! Bye! Bye! See you next week! Thanks for listening!